Welcome to Here for the Health of It podcast. I'm Dr. Randy here with Dr. Tom as always. And we have Zoe Albert with us today. You're a registered nurse. You went to University of South Carolina. Yes. And you're a lactation consultant. Yes, sir. Which means you help women feed their babies yes. with their breasts. Yes, yes. Lots of breasts all day. All right. And was this kind of just a dream of yours to be doing this? I mean, I kind of got slowly got into it working as a registered nurse with postpartum moms. We kind of help do that a lot. Um, so I figured I might as well teach myself more and help because breastfeeding is stressful, man. I mean, I personally haven't done it, but just seeing moms do it and things like that, we need support. Yep. <laughs> my So my mother was head of the La Leche League Oh, okay. in Alberta, Canada for a okay. lot of years. And in the 80s, they were telling people, you don't need to breastfeed. Or in fact, they were saying the opposite. They were almost saying, Breast milk doesn't have everything that it needs. You need to add formula so that your baby mm-hmm. has everything that it needs. Mm-hmm. And it's since, since flipped. Yes. But there was this whole process where the medical system was almost saying, don't breastfeed your baby. Pushing so there was, the there was very few resources. Mm-hmm. And she got calls at all times of the night to go to help people to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm giving up. It hurts. It's I can't do this. The baby won't latch. The baby's yeah. not getting enough. They're, I think they're losing weight. Mm-hmm. My nipples are sore. Yeah, yeah, that's a big complaint <laughs> right there. I'm sure that's a big chomping. one. They go chomping. Right. And, and you have to prep your nipples a little bit before breastfeeding, right? Yeah. Like you have to, we always said rough them up. Don't necessarily have to. Um. How, how would you go about roughing up your nipples before you have a baby? There's not really anything you need to do before your nipple, like before having a baby to your nipples. You wouldn't rough up your nipples no, first. No, I would not rough up your okay. nipples first. Uh, maybe that's no. old. Yeah, old I would probably old. would maybe not rough your nipples 80s. up. Yeah, yeah. Probably not roughing up the nipples anymore, guys. You're good. I'm sure the baby will do that enough for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you even go up. <laughs> I didn't know we were going. I didn't know that I was going. I didn't even think that I was going that direction either. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, the sh- I didn't see that in the show notes. I guess. No, I, mean, no, I went off script okay. for a second. Sorry. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too much too fast. No, so. no, can never be. I'm a nurse. I mean, you're used to it, yeah. and you deal with it all day. You yeah. deal with yeah. women's breasts all day all long. All day, all day. Nice. Was there a moment where you were looking at breasts and thought, "This is what I want to do as a specialty"? Um, not, yeah, honestly, working with them every single day and seeing these moms struggle, I was like, let me go ahead and get in there and like help them. And it's kind of hard. I feel like also you kind of want to go in and feel like grab the titty and do it yourself, but you really have to kind of tie your hands back and let the mom do it and watch them do it. To figure it it out. Yes. 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 They're not a cow. Not a cow. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it to you. (laughs) Now, I guess, like, what are things that people don't think about when it comes to breastfeeding? Like, the length of the nipple? Like, speaking of cows, not to compare, but there's an udder's massive. Yes. And there's tons of nipples. There are tons of different nipples. nipples. There are. And the nipple isn't the only important part of the baby actually suckling. They actually, like, form their own teeth with it, kind of. Yeah. So they, even if you have a flat nipple, big nipple, long nipple, short nipple, they'll figure it out. So that's yeah. That's what I was wondering. If you if there's a the longer the nipple, the better. Not necessarily. So no, because sometimes if the baby's mouth is small and it don't fit in, right? We can work with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does Good. areola Good. size matter? No, no, not at all. Nope. Again, the baby will kind of just work it at their own thing. All right. Let's talk overall size of the breast. Okay. Just breast tissue in general. So, do you? Is there a certain size that's ideal, or 
Or is there a too much? No, no. Is there I a mean, too little? No, not at really? all. Anyone can. So the size does <laughs> I, not I see. Okay. matter. I got you. <laughs> no titties, small titties, big titties. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, all right, let's talk men and nipples. Because okay. So when I was a kid, I got a book called Why Do Men Have Nipples from like a crazy aunt. And I was a little kid. This is like pre-internet pretty much because mm -hmm. so it had interesting facts about the human body. But that I always that always stuck out to me. Like I still don't understand why men have nipples. But my creative brain started thinking maybe men have nipples so that when women are done breastfeeding, then it's kind of like we need to wean. We need to like get this kid so they still have like a pat like the original pacifier mm -hmm. was the male nipple. Thoughts? Um well. I would say, are you going to have your kids suck on your nipple <laughs> to help her help I them wean off? I haven't, but I I've can't. never th thought of that or heard that. <laughs> Why before. else? So that's the thing, because like, there's no real reason, right? Have we ever thought in nursing school? Did they talk about like no, why? no? But I have seen males breastfeeding from their wives mm. or things like that. That's I saw a big that thing. recently. Yes. That's the new thing. You like, look. What? Wait. Yes. Say that again? Like you, if your wife was lactating, you would yeah. breastfeed. Like you're breastfeeding. I would breastfeed. Yeah. You just continue Yes, oh. you just breastfeed. Yep. It's really good for you. I can, I'm sure there's a lot of nutrient. Oh, you. it's like a helpful thing. Yeah, it can be helpful for both. I guess you'll get the extra calories and all that good right. stuff and, the, and then the nutrients and then mom can kind of help get an extra release if baby's not... Doing the full thing. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. How, it's a so thing. So that's pretty common. It's I don't know necessarily common, and I feel like it's not necessarily talked about yeah. a lot, so it may be more common than we know, but I feel like I've definitely seen videos recently yes, of it kind of popping too. up. And see, I'm and I'm normally ahead in the game on, on a lot of the weird stuff, and mm -hmm. I that's the first time I saw that recently, yeah. like within the last week. Yeah, kind of. So it's going to be big. Yeah. I think it's going to be a thing. You're yeah. going to see a lot of men breastfeeding on women. Yep. Just kind of covering it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's, I, there's too many images and things going through my mind right now that I, I can't even focus. I don't. I mean, it, it never really crossed my mind. There was times like when your wife is breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you think, I wonder what it tastes like. Ugh. Or like there's, there's milk all over the place. You're like, I wonder what that tastes like. But yeah. I, I never tried it. But I know that people have. I feel like that's a very common thing with males. <laughs> but I, I don't think it ever crossed my mind right. to. I feel like it'd be just disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just think I'd be like, so mad if I was the baby. I'm like, I heard it's like I sweet. I personally haven't. You tried. haven't? You haven't? No, You're, I have not. I have not asked my patients. I promise. All right. Yeah. Only on I, the weekends. I'm just and, well, <laughs> and there's a certain there's a certain amount extra, right? So like some most of the time a woman can pump and then there might be some extra Sometimes. so that they can give it. Um, give it to the baby later. I remember we have friends when our first daughter was born in twenty fourteen, Peter and Natalie Gianforte. And they're in Minneapolis. We went to stay at their house, and we both both of our first daughters were born within like a month of each other. Nice, and or maybe a little bit longer. But he he goes, "Hey, come come check out my freezer." And he pulls up his freezer, and he's got and he he counted it, and he was like, "I have twenty one hundred extra ounces." Jeez, and I was like, "Whoa, good for good for mom." I know. So we went we went home. I was like, "Allison, you got to start pumping." <laughs> so we had this industrialized we. It, I mean, the sound of the pump, it was just constant forever. But it was so cool because she had all this, so her supply stayed 
pretty high, I guess. And then we had all this extra milk. And then, but with both kids, we ended up giving a four month supply to somebody who didn't, who yes. stopped producing or they couldn't breastfeed for whatever reason. And they were so thankful for yes. it. Yes, yes. Donor breast milk is actually a, um, a big thing now. Actually, Baptist has just started their own, um, not own, but necessarily have started the donor breast milk process where now if moms are struggling with breastfeeding or struggling with milk supply, um, donor breast milk is an option for you. That's nice. So, so cool. Yeah, it's amazing, especially for those moms who are in oversupply who can help. And you can kind of just give that out to help other babies that kind of need it. So especially those NICU babies, small babies, anything. Great. Now, you have some tattoos. They're cool. I do. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, do breast tattoos become a problem for milk or milk toxicity or milk supply? Have you seen anything on that? I personally have not had any tattooed breasts, but I have nipple piercings. There's a lot of those. You definitely should probably take those out with Good breastfeeding. Point. And I mean, Milking isn't going to be like spraying out of all That's holes. what I was wondering if it shoots out the side. <laughs> no, I mean, it probably does express out of some. There's like a bunch of different ducts around there. And usually right. only a couple, about six to nine, actually work with each um, feed. However, no, it's not going to be just squirting out everywhere. But definitely take out those piercings beforehand. Wash them. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. Do you recommend they continue wearing piercings at all during or like post-birth? Um, I mean, necessarily, like, probably not if you're going to be breastfeeding, probably not take, go ahead, take them out. I'm not too sure about the science of like putting them in and out. Right. Um, I feel like the whole may close if keeping your piercings is something that you really want to do. I understand because that hurts, Yeah, it's um, like... but talk to your doctor and I guess figure out then what would be the best, but definitely do not breastfeed with them in. You got to retire right. them. Like yeah. once you have a kid, yeah. you just, I feel you put them up pulling. on the shelf. Hey now. <laughs> retire the, the rings. Bring them back on the weekends. Um, all right. How about this? So if a woman is, gives birth, do you find that physiologically it should be possible for them to breastfeed, right? Like what would, in other words, like I think, I feel like to me, nature's metric would be if they're able to give birth, mm -hmm. then their body's able to produce breast milk and breastfeed. It is. They can produce milk, but sometimes, depending on if you've had breast surgery, breast reconstruction, for whatever reason, that can actually affect how your body makes milk, and you're not going to know how it's affected until you're actually in the situation. Um, so there are definitely situations where breast augmentation has affected things like that. But And there's different types of breast augmentation. Yeah, you can get them smaller, bigger, up. Under muscle, over yeah. muscle, I yeah. think. Yeah, the whole, all around, whatever right. you want to do. Yeah. Remove them. What, any recommendations? Like yeah. What's the best way for producing milk? Because I know my wife, like, looked into that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I guess it really just depends on what you're into. I've seen tons of moms eating different types of snacks to help. And I think everybody is going to be different, obviously, how it affects you. Um, but hand expression. All that good stuff. Working in, the boob. Working the boob, massaging the boob. That always helps. Um, Where do you Dads go? never complain about that part. Right. <laughs> yeah, what do you recommend for dads? I mean, we got to, should we be? I, well, they're always sore. I always just thought, I am I don't necessarily need to be it. They're like water, like, like a full water balloon. Yeah, and, it's, like and you just know they're sore and painful. Like they you're going to, you're going to screw it up. There's Could no good way. Time. There's no good way where they're like, oh, thank you for that. No, obviously don't just go over and be like, hey, babe, let me, I'm just going to massage well, your breast over yep. here. Definitely bring it up <laughs> beforehand. Little, but... alarm goes off. It's like, yeah, I just got to come over. <laughs> it's and it's that time, babe. Yep. <laughs> come on over. <laughs> Keep the milk coming.
All right, nice. Um, what are extra uses for breast milk? Like if you've, like what should, if people, so of course feeding the baby. Yeah. But then I've heard all kinds of like medicinal yeah. things like skin and. Mm -hmm. Breast milk facials, popsicles. You can bathe, you can bathe in breast milk. I mean, not, I mean, if you have that much breast milk, but mix it with really? like, I guess whatever you want, but adding a couple breast milk into your baths. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, our kids were covered in breast milk. Anything was wrong. My wife was like, breast milk. just put breast milk mm -hmm, on it. Mm -hmm. All right. It is. It's a natural remedy. That is pretty wild. They were doing in France breast milk ice cream. Oh. Have you heard of this? I have not. They were selling it from a store, breast milk ice cream. I actually, my friend sent me a video the other day of a woman who I guess was an oversupply, meaning she makes way too much milk, and she had a coffee shop. And she physically would pump her breast milk, and the milk that was made for her lattes, cappuccinos, all of that was her breast milk. Wow. Yeah. Now, since Did people know? Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. No, they know. I mean, she's, <clears throat> excuse me. In the video, she's literally just wearing the thing, pumping it. I mean, I don't think her breasts are actually, like, Ow. visible, but, yeah. It's a marketing technique, I think. I don't, would you do, would you try that? I'm not a chance. <laughs> I'm not into any of that stuff. I don't think, I, like. Ugh. It would make me a little bit. Well, and so speak to this then. Some of the things like um, HIV or hepatitis mm -hmm. B or any of that, does th does that transfer in breast milk, do you know? Um, or is that a risk? Because it seems it like that could be a, a risk. risk. It definitely is a risk, and especially with medications too, certain medications that moms are taking, they may put the baby more at risk. So like Adderall, which is a very common medication. Usually moms can't take that while they're breastfeeding. Or they can't, yeah, so things like that. I yeah, one of the main reasons that I find women come to start getting adjustable they were pregnant mm -hmm. is because they were used to taking a whole bunch of painkillers mm -hmm. or drugs. Mm -hmm. And they can't. Then they get pregnant and then they can't. Or they were maybe drinking a lot at night to fall asleep or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're pregnant. You can't do any of that mm -hmm. stuff. And you, have, and you have to look essentially outside of the medical system because mm -hmm. the majority of the medical system is just here, take a drug, here, take a drug. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're pregnant and they say to you, stop Nothing. taking drugs deal with it mm -hmm. and then they start looking for different different answers mm -hmm. and women yeah. do amazing during pregnancy I'm, i oh, remember yeah. my wife the entire time every time she would get adjusted she'd be like i can't believe that people go their entire pregnancy without getting adjusted yeah um who what what tools do you use is there any tools that you use like personally when you're going in consults my hands and Just my brain hands. yeah no <laughs> and the baby the baby's okay. going to be the main Baby and mom. Do you have any, you have any dolls machines. or puppets or anything? Yes, we can use dolls, especially to help, again, because we don't want to necessarily be milking mom ourselves, using a doll to kind of help mimic everything and how to do proper nice. things. And even like a little fake cotton breast or whatever you have to kind of help mimic hand expression or whatever we're doing. Nice. And then what products do you recommend for women? Like what's the best pump in your opinion? What's the best nipple cream? What's the best... Only thing with nipple creams is be careful because um, they can just kind of cause yeast infections even on the nipple and really? can transfer over to babies. So definitely talk with your pediatrician and everything before you start any type of creams or whatever. I know like lanolin cream can cause um, yeast infections on mm. the breast. Um, well, wouldn't they use just coconut oil or something? Um, or I, I don't know what to use. You know even. what the best medicine is? Breast milk. Just, right just, rub, your, just rub your breast milk over your nipples if they're cracked, sore, yep. Good answer. Yeah, breast milk's the answer. All right, nice. <laughs> and and I, some of the well, some of the pumps are made by formula manufacturers. Yes, I remember hearing this, and it blew my mind. Mm -hmm. 
some some pumps are made by companies that actually want you to be able to pump milk. Yes. Some are made by formula companies whose best interest is if you can't pump or it doesn't mm-hmm. work and you have to start buying formula. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and I yeah. think there was only two really good brands that I know of. Do you know the do you know the brands? One starts with an M I Mandela. Mandela. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah. I feel like that's a very popular one that I see around. Um and I think it all is a really a preference. I've heard that the um the self pump ones that you kind of can just walk around and use yeah. don't aren't mobile. necessarily as yeah the mobile pumps aren't necessarily as strong as like the actual pumps that you sit down you and give use. Up. Women give up. It, they it's do. so it's hard lot. to use to do a manual pump is so hard. It's a lot, and I mean like in half the time you're already taking care of your kid. You're tired. You have to do everything else, and if you don't have that extra support, and there is support out there for you, just kind of ask around. But like lactation consultants. La- like us, lactation consultants. Yes, reach out. Ask your pediatrician. Ask your other mom friends, Facebook groups, whatever. There's support out there because it's hard. And even if you don't necessarily want support with breastfeeding itself, but connecting with other moms who are going through the process as well or have had gone through the process. Yep, I like that. Um, at what point, like say a woman gives birth and is trying to breastfeed, that's their ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. At what point do you ha- it, like say they just can't like it's just not happening? Is there a certain time frame where you say like, all right, we need to, we need to just move on? Um, we always try to encourage us to do it as long as mom or baby wants. However, when baby is starting to not have as many stools and voids, or baby is starting to lose weight, we kind of, especially in those first couple days, we don't want them to lose up like more than seven or ten percent of their actual body weight. Gotcha. Um, and normally by two weeks or so, babies will get back to their actual birth weight. Losing some weight in the beginning is completely normal. Um, but if they're starting to show signs of yellowing of the skin for jaundice and things like that, we might um, offer like, hey, you might want to supplement a little bit with formula, not necessarily completely stop breastfeeding. We always will encourage to breastfeed first and then follow up with like with the dessert of like formula of a bottle. Gotcha. Um, until, because breastfeeding can always still be there even if you're making a little bit of milk and then maybe we just kind of need to supplement a little bit more with the formula. And it's not, I feel like moms kind of feel like they fail at that point. Yeah. And you do, did not fail. You do not fail at all. At the end of the day, your baby is alive, you're alive, happy, healthy, and that's going to be the end goal. Yep. I always look at it as being so hard to go back to breast milk once you've been given formula if you're a baby. It's basically straight maltodextrin. You don't have to work as hard. Yeah. It's right there. Well, it tastes better. It's yeah. it's like someone giving you chocolate chips as your first meal and then being like, here, we're going to try to jam some broccoli down your throat. And you're oh, like, no, that, uh, that doesn't milk. taste as good. Yeah, or is it? Maybe is I guess I guess I haven't tasted breast milk now that you say that. I haven't either, but I would feel like that natural thing because the breast milk is made specifically for the baby. I feel like that would be the chocolate chips and then the formula would be the broccoli. But if you're getting broccoli throughout your whole childhood, are you really craving chocolate chips at the end of the day? Right. Or like when you're older, yeah, 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 like or when you're older, like, okay, I didn't really eat a lot of candy when I was younger. That's not really my taste buds right now. I'm not really a sweets type of person. Yeah. So maybe baby kind of gets like that. But it can be if you introduce formula, they might not always go back to the breast the same because they have had formula in their body. Gotcha. So tell us about your process. When would you when do you like to first meet with mom and baby? Or Mm -hmm. or maybe baby's not Maybe they're still pregnant. Like, kind of walk us through the ideal time to reach out to you and start thinking about 
um, lactation consultant. I have, I mean, the company I work through now, they, we have moms that are still pregnant that they kind of meet with the head lady or whatever and mm -hmm. has meetings with her to kind of talk about breastfeeding, kind of just get like education about it, the different ways of how it works, how to feed baby, all that good stuff. I mean, it's always good to educate yourself prior to, so then you're not necessarily yes. thrown into the wildness of it all while you're 48 hours in of no sleep right. and changing diapers yes. and hearing babies scream. That's um, optimal. Optimal is no is learning first yes. so that you're ready for yes. the game time. But I know trying to learn in game time is yes. seems like it would be tough. I've yes. never done it. Yes. And I mean sometimes pre-planning is hard. And if not, ask in the hospital. You should um, have lactation consultants or your nurses should also kind of be educated on helping you with breastfeeding or have any yeah. questions that you have. Or if you do want a formula formula feed completely okay just talk to us and we can help you kind of decide what your ultimate goal is do you have a favorite hospital that you like to work with in columbia no 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 no, no. i don't really i like them all they're all fine <laughs> what about home births i have not seen home births but those i mean magical oof. yeah definitely definitely i think there was i heard i'm not sure if it's true but they do water births now at one of the hospitals yep. and the nurses they give them little like fishnet things and yep. sometimes, you know, um, women defecate while mm -hmm. they are yep. giving Just birth. Fishing and out turds. Fishing out turds, man. Mm -hmm. Add that to my job list. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> we, we had both of our kids at home. Wow, great. And Good they were for both, her. both in a tub, yeah. inflatable tub, which, the, I mean, the hardest part of that whole process for me was getting that tub filled up into the right temperature. Yeah. <laughs> people don't, people don't sure. give me enough credit yeah. for that one. God, Do you have hardwood? Uh, it's not like carpet. It right? was a disaster. It was, it was a, a total disaster. Zone, weren't you? I, yeah, it, she can't. She went into labor early, so we weren't mm -hmm. quite done the construction because obviously you want to try to have it all done before the mm -hmm. baby gets there. Oh, duh. And then I used up all the hot water on the first tub that didn't work properly. So then the second tub, I had to boil water and dump <laughs> it into there to get it to be the right temperature. <laughs> but you could see the difference when she was in the water. The she calls them surges, I think, not contractions. Okay. But this, but they, you could tell that it, it felt better. It was, yeah. it was less intense. Yeah. And then we'd be like, all right, you got to get up, walk around, do mm -hmm. your thing. And she's up, down, up, down. But you could, it was just like you could tell that she just wanted to be in there at certain mm -hmm. times, and it was, mm -hmm. and it was nice. So I, I'm, not quite sure why they don't utilize it more. It's cool yeah. to hear that more hospital that there's a hospital yeah. doing that yeah, now, which like makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm wondering what the reason is for not doing. Um, definitely, I guess, because if, if um, it doesn't go well, there's always that instance that maybe something is wrong with baby or something happens with moms because hemorrhaging can happen even 48 hours past giving giving birth. And so if something wants to happen, at least, I guess the safety of being in a hospital and having that NICU right across the hall or on a different like floor or whatever, so having that closeness and safetiness of that. Um, however, I mean, I feel like with home births, I mean, if that's what you want to do, definitely do it. And then maybe at least have a doctor on the phone that you can kind of, if anything was yeah. to happen, yes. you can snap into action and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Our first one, we didn't have a midwife yeah. and that wasn't ideal. Yeah. Uh, second one, we had a midwife. So easy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, support. You need that's the right. support. Yep. You need a team. Yeah. You yeah. need, yeah. You it's need a village. people around it takes you. takes a that, village. Yes, 100. And it takes a long time sometimes. Yeah, sure. Cool. Short hours. Yes. Hours. What's, what's the, um, what's the quickest call <coughs> afterwards? Oh my goodness. I mean, there's times nurses have delivered babies. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then do they call you 
after like we 20 usually, minutes afterwards or um, is there usually hospital support staff and then you come in later or do you come in right away so normally we like to have baby on the breast within an hour or 30 minutes ideally of birth helps mom's um, lactation or lactate receptors or whatever um, open up and kind of um, help mom produce more milk mm -hmm. so we kind of like to have that within the first 30 to 60 minutes of them coming out sure. normally um, the newborn nurse or the RN or whoever, I guess every hospital will probably have their kind of own staff and their own protocol on what happens. But I know the hospital I work at, the newborn nurse kind of will help mom with that. And then at some point, the lactation will consultant will come in and help mom I talk see. with what her goals are, um, what her ultimate, if she's wanting to formula feed, pump when she's mm -hmm. at home, whatever, kind of go from there. Yes. Yeah. Are there any protocols, like if, if they have to take the baby, say there's a crisis and right after birth they're taking the baby, mm -hmm. that if they are in, in another room, what should they do to keep the breast working? I, they will work. Uh, <laughs> 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 they'll still work if baby, <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll still work if baby can't necessarily go on with that 30 to 60 <laughs> minutes. And it's 30 to 60 minutes if nothing happened between birth, if mom is still okay with... Mm -hmm. um, if mom is healthy and baby is healthy. Got it. Um, so, I mean, if mom is having some extra issues and she can't breastfeed at the moment, it's okay. We'll just do it when she is st medically stable. So you don't want dad over there just kind of. No, you don't You don't need to use your nipples. <laughs> Working. No, no. Hey, I know it's been a long 30 hours for you. But let me get in there and help you out here. Make sure things are working still. Now, do you know any breastfeeding statistics off the top of your head? Like. I always hear babies are smarter for if they breastfeed for a year, babies have a better immune system. I don't know statistics off the top of my head, but I do know that formula can change the um, gut biome the second you introduce it, whether that be good or good or bad, whatever it is, it does <coughs> affect the body in a different way than breast milk. Immunity. I always hear about the immunity yes. side of it, yeah. that immunity can pass from mom to baby. Yes. So they're quote unquote, protected from some of the things that they would be if they weren't getting that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about positioning? So what's your recommendation on positioning the child? Like how should the mom hold the baby? What are some tools and techniques there for, for people to make it easier? There are multiple different positions. There's football, <clears throat> cradle, cross cradle, reclining, side lying. And that just all depends on what's comfortable between you and baby. What works one breastfeeding session might not look the exact same the next breastfeeding session. Babies are picky and they'll let you know what they want. If yeah. they're not latching on one position and you're really struggling, try a different position, position switch them over and see if they like that better. Because maybe they just don't like the way the nipple was in their mouth. Their foot's crooked. They're like, right. they don't know. When we, the only way they can tell us is by not latching and crying. Right. So they're just not, they might just not be comfortable. Yeah, they might just not be comfortable and want to lay in a different position. I think I go football position yeah. most of the time. I do. That's usually my go-to. I like football a lot right here. Seem, yeah, that yeah. seems like you can just have full control of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. But sometimes I feel like baby is all squished up. But it is, it's good to have their legs flexed like a little frog. That kind of helps open their, open their mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, have you, have you heard? So I know you're under chiropractic care and you love it, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, we always tell patients too, if you notice a baby that only wants to feed on one side, mm -hmm. that there may be subluxation or, or interference, the bones have slid out of position. And just by adjusting the baby, it then will be comfortable to move to the other side mm -hmm. because it's so uncomfortable if their neck is, is shifted. Yeah, right. And so I think a lot of moms will just end up feeding over and over on one breast instead of finding that that's 
abnormal. Uh, I don't know if abnormal is the right word, but they sh- they just don't know. Yeah, yeah, just don't know that something like again, baby's uncomfortable. Something I know when I have a crick mm-hmm. in my neck, I'm like, oh my god, goodness, when's my next chiropractor appointment? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and even with our oldest daughter too, when she came out, I w- I was there, so I knew no one was yeah. yanking on her neck or twisting her neck or anything like that. Uh, checked her spine, it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then my wife hates it when I tell this story, but. Um, then after a day or two, all of a sudden she wouldn't latch properly. So she was breastfeeding fine, wouldn't latch properly. Um, checked her neck, her top bone was out to the side. So I adjusted her and then it was like, boom, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then did it. And then a day or two later happened again, checked her top bone was out to the side. So like, something's going on. So mm-hmm. then we talked to our, I, she was our lactation consultant. I don't know if that was exactly her title. Uh, but then she was like, oh, show me how you're like holding the baby in there. And she was putting... When, when my wife would put her head in there, mm-hmm. she was putting too much pressure on that part of her spine mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. the baby's bones aren't fully developed and yes. they're just susceptible to that. Uh, changed how she was holding her head, cuffed it more mm-hmm. high, uh, above than in her neck mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. never had an issue again. Good. Yeah, and again, again, it's the baby will kind of tell you and I'm glad that you were able to find that in those different positions, mm-hmm. even where your hand is placed. You definitely don't ever want to hold the baby's head up to your breast. Definitely give babies... <laughs> room to move around because they can they control the flow of the um nipple and the flow of the milk coming out by moving their head back and forth right they were just they're not whipping their hair back and forth well well, some babies it seems like they're just drowning if they're controlling the amount that comes in they just love a garden hose yes yes and some and some babies just like to take their time and have Mm -hmm. a tiny bit at a Mm -hmm. time you you, and you know the moms are like takes 45 minutes to feed them and he just like, sits there now. and hangs out yeah yeah it's comfortable for them they do like to comfort suck mm-hmm. a lot i mean they were right. stuck with mom for literally nine months and then um they always say like oh the baby always wants to be with me when i'm in the room if baby's across the room and crying they can smell you <laughs> they will smell that milk That's and they're right. like mom i will i know you're near me where are you come get me um yeah i so i have a my youngest brother breastfed until he was three. Okay. Good. Wow. Good for three. mom. My, my mom said, on your third birthday, we're not doing this anymore. And he was furious. Yeah. But he was, he's pretty strong willed. So he, my mom was like, I just can't, I just can't do this weaning fight right now. Yeah. And just kind of like Continue. went on and on. But have you ever met a five year old or a six year old? No, I, but I've heard stories. You have? So, so a woman will keep making milk for six years. I mean, if you're, if, you're, especially if they get pregnant again. I mean, if you're continually stimulating your breast, I mean, yeah. Wow. I don't know necessarily that's why about are, I mean, that's why years. husbands are doing it now. They could just, you have just a, keep it rolling. Like 50, Constant <laughs> food, prepping for the Sometimes do, it prepping does. for yeah. your 55-year-old or 60-year-old <laughs> wife. No. You're like, hey, yeah. time for we got dessert. a milk supply still. <laughs> you can moms can still dry up, and they'll slowly start stop stim, uh, like making milk that can happen but at some point they're not going point, fi- they're not going 15 years no i i mean maybe if, if you've been breastfeeding for 15 years let me know let us know yeah that'd be cool we'd like to <laughs> Reach have you on out. the show we, they're probably like a genius you know what I mean? they're solving the world's problems um why is it is this pretty common that one breast is bigger than the other um, it is actually pretty common that sometimes one breast is bigger than the other. And you mentioned earlier um, a baby favoring one breast over the other. That's actually pretty common, is too. Is that what creates that, you think? or is it? Uh, no, I don't know. I think babies are just picky. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I think it's, yeah, I, I think having different sizes would affect the different 
supply, right? Like if one is bigger, then you're probably going to have more milk out of that one. The tissue doesn't necessarily affect or how big they aren't going to affect necessarily your milk supply. Where is the milk stored? There's little like lactation glands and stuff in the breast. So say you're just a very flat, is that the, I don't know what the cup sizes are and all that (laughs) stuff, but zero, it's a zero. (laughs) Where do they store? Like I'd I'd like to, I guess I've only seen breastfeeding with like tissue. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, they get bigger when you're pregnant. Yeah, they do. They can get bigger when you're pregnant. Yes, they'll kind of. Is it weird that I want to see the smallest breast feed the smallest breast breastfeeding, like that should be it's like a fetish. Well, I don't know. If it's a fetish. <laughs> she just shakes her head. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> I think I just want to see it. I want to see what the smallest breast that could, that's producing milk for a kid. Again, babies make their own. They'll they'll do with what they they'll make whatever they got to do work. And Pretty so wild. if they'll they'll make their own nipple size areola, they'll form their own tea and get what they need out. They're just building the breast. Yeah, build they'll build food. something in their mouth to get it. That's right. Is is there any weird terms that you hear women use for their nipples or their breasts? <laughs> no, I feel like titties, chichis, my, my tits, chichis, <laughs> chichis. Get some chichis, yeah. <laughs> but no bongos, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, breasts. <laughs> bongos? Have you heard bongos? No. No, that's more for the whole breast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. Um, now. Uh, measuring the nipple for um, certain pumps. pumps. Mm-hmm. That's a thing, right? Yes, flange sizes. See, and that's what my wife had, and that I get, that would make a huge difference, and I feel like people that just go out and like don't have a consultant, they mm-hmm. just buy a pump and maybe it doesn't work, but it's because their flange size is off, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is are most pumps built that way now where it's kind of, you need to customize it to the to the nipple? Um, it's not necessarily the pump itself. It's the flange that kind of cups around the nipple itself that actually sucks the nipple to pull to mimic the baby suckling on the breast. So if you're having pain or anything like that, that could mean that you need a different size because your nipple is either hitting the end of it or your nipple is kind of a bit bigger and it's stretching through the side. And so it's not the the pump itself isn't going to be as effective pulling out the milk that it gotcha. needs. But they come with different size flanges. flanges. Yes, they do yeah. like 22, 24. I think there's like 27s. And where do they start? Everyone's different. Like you're a brand I new mean, mom. Like you're looking at all these different flanges. Kind of 24? I don't know. I guess just figure out which one works. In, yeah. yeah, I mean. Just when try them all. No, don't try. I mean, see what it comes with, and then like, in your when you're in the hospital, ask or ask your lactation consultant mm-hmm. or your registered nurse, and see what kind of what they think. Yep. And does pumping like before the baby's born, or and like nothing coming out, but that stimulates to try to initiate birth, correct? Um, not. Or, or is that just beneficial to get the breast ready for birth? You don't need to pump Wait, before. I've never heard that. You haven't. You, you start pumping before you yeah. give birth. That's um, a thing. Have you yeah, heard of this? I mean, yes, I okay. have. I have, but it's not necessary to completely go pumping prior to. I've had moms on um, part of the express. roughing up part. Yeah, that go that's back the to the roughing, roughing up. Yeah, that's the new roughing. <laughs> but pump. yes, yes, I have definitely had seen moms kind of help um, pump prior to. I've had a mom recently in the hospital who um, hand expressed every single day for a month prior to coming into the hospital. And she brought these, I think they're called Hoko or 
No, those are shoes. I forget what the brand was, Haka or something like that. But there are these little tubes, and she would hand express into those. And she had so much breast milk, and she was able to feed her baby with that pre-hand expressed breast milk for the first, like, two days of her baby's life. Because she was having issues with latching to the child. So it was helpful that she had her own breast milk already stored up. That is nice. Let's talk history for a little bit. I don't know how deep you guys get into the history of breast uh, feeding, Prior to all these things, and I don't know what the year is, but what did women do? Was it just you either breastfeed or you don't? Like, does the babe, was there any, is there anything historically where it was like, there's no formula, there's no food, there's nothing. Your only option is you put the baby on your breast. I feel like in the prehistoric times, yeah. I mean, like, who was making formula back then? There weren't these big. No option. Yeah. The breast. Did they get into like when the first pump or when the first lady was like, wait a minute, I can create, put a little tube onto my boob and put it in a cup? Yes. At some point, I'm not sure exactly when, but I would say at some point there was someone who was like, okay, great. You know what? I don't think it was a woman or a man. I'd say a woman. For sure. No offense. Men aren't short, aren't smart enough to do that. Come on. I mean, we're not going to say it was a man. No. That's for sure. I no, have no definitely not. Sorry. All right. How about tongue ties? We didn't touch on that yet, oh, but that's yes. been a, that's like a, a big thing mm-hmm. now where if it's essentially like if the baby's not latching, almost the default is they have a tongue tie and you need to go to a specialist. So if um, t- tongue ties can actually be pretty common, and um, the, the only time we actually even recommend getting intervention is if there are f- latching issues or... Um, again, when they're a bit older, speech issues, things like that, that can happen with the tongue tie, then we could probably recommend going to a specialist or getting some intervention. But it can kind of cause babies um, hard to like latch their tongue around the nipple itself right. and kind of make that good vacuum that they need to suckle the milk out. Gotcha. Is there any male lactation consultants? Mm. I'm sure not there in Columbia, are. I personally them. have not met any. Um, That's a good niche. But I'm sure, I mean, like, I feel like male nurses, I feel like they're always like, oh, my God, it's a nurse. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like that one, I, huh? I, I like that. I, I, <laughs> I always thought of a nurse as like a man purse, not a man nurse. Oh, I guess. Uh, oh, I don't know. I guess I'm in the nursing field. My nursing right. jokes, yeah. right? <laughs> That'd be wild to have a male lactation consultant. You, yeah. It, yeah. It would be, they'd bring an interesting perspective. Yeah. I feel like, I just feel like there's not enough. Well, I guess not enough males in there, maybe. So, I mean, to your point, because you said you you've never done it, correct? Yeah. So you're kind of a male, <laughs> in the sense that. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, so <laughs> you haven't been you haven't been told that before, have you? you didn't that's know that a first. That's a first. No, in the sense that, like, do well, do women give you crap for the fact that, like, you you can't necessarily relate? Essentially, is I where I'm going. Don't bring it up. I don't oh, bring nice. it up. I mean, like, if they ask, I mean, yeah, sometimes they do ask me, like, like, do I've... you have kids? And I'm like, no, I don't. Um, have you ever tried any of this stuff? Like, put a pump on or anything to just, like, no, I put... or... No. No, really? I have not. I mean, I have... Well, actually, no, I lied. In nursing school, I did. Yeah. I did put it on, and I kind of was just like... I forgot about that. It was one time I think we were studying late at night and we were like, we were like in the nursing building. We we're like, okay, fourteen beers see. deep. And Boy, oh yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I mean, again, that's I, what the flange size is important. To try, yeah, that's yeah. what I was wondering, to try it out and just, yeah, that way see. you could say like, okay, this is how. This is what it feels for mom. And I mean, right. I definitely have tried to hand express, <laughs> like I'm not getting anything out, but because even when I'm showing mom and if I'm physically doing it too hard, I'm like, let me know if I'm pulling too hard or pressing too hard because I don't want to hurt you. It shouldn't be hurting. Breastfeeding shouldn't hurt. Pumping right. shouldn't hurt. Hand expression shouldn't hurt. Right. And I guess to Randy's point with the roughing up, there's so many different sense like yes. people like sensitivities out there that some people they, they they if they're really sensitive, they might need to go through a period of like really roughing it up. Yeah. And then the people that don't have much sensation, yeah, they're probably it's not that big. There of a you deal. go, it's fine. Yeah, right. especially if they've had nine kids. I mean, right. I've had someone with twelve kids basketball team. Yeah, <laughs> Dang. well, they but, know what to expect. When it's oh, your second yeah, one, they're you like, already okay. know what to expect. It's mm -hmm. you, it's good to go but mm -hmm. for brand i feel like your first time yeah you, you have no clue what to expect yeah yeah sometimes there are moms that they literally cannot handle the pain right. of the baby going on and that's okay and she couldn't even handle the pump itself right. that's okay and then we kind of just did look at that formula route because i mean she even said that even in the bedroom that she did not like nipple stimulation. She was like, get away from it, don't like it. So it wasn't just with breastfeeding. They were already priorly very sensitive. Stay away from the Yeah, nips. like don't, no nips. Tattoo. I would have a hard time. If, if it tattoo. was the male's job to wean the kid, I, I would have a hard time because I couldn't handle that, I don't think. You don't even like shirts touching your nips. And they're, t you know, they're a year old. They're already, Chomping down. They already have teeth coming in. Yeah. You're getting, you're basically getting them when they have I teeth. I got a feeling that's why they were designed though, still. I had one last thing, and I don't, you might already hit on it, but is there anything women can do to produce more milk or like increase their supply or anything like that? I mean, they've had the snacks we um, and then is there expression. Any, I mean, there's any You have to drink enough water. Know. For yeah, sure. water. water. I feel like women are dehydrated constantly. Snacky, 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 snackies, ladies. Oh, fruits and veggies. Mm -hmm. Eat them, especially when you're breastfeeding. You need those extra calories. Don't yep. let any man say, oh, my God, you're snacking too much. Right. No, I'm going to eat my chips and my apple and whatever I want because yep. you need those extra calories and nutrients and all that stuff. Nice. Because you feed in for two still. I mean, men can just be jerks sometimes. Shoot. Not not, sensitive. A, not us. Not but empathetic. I'm no. sure there are guys. <laughs> no, are. I'm sure guys are great. Awesome. There you go. They are. They are. I've seen very supportive dads in the hospitals that are out there every time baby cries and mom is sleeping. Oh, no, no. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Dads can be very supportive. Have you ever seen a dad show up in, in a dad outfit? New balances, jean <sighs> shorts, tucked in dad shirt, yeah. mustache. Mm, not, I mean, I've seen definitely some guys that have looked like your straight dad, first dad for sure, tucked yeah, in polos, ready. ready. I think they're going to be a great dad. They're ready. They got mm -hmm. the number one dad shirt on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's preparation. I don't think enough dads prep for that, mm -hmm. but the ones that do, they're, they're great. They're great. Stats. Do that for your wife, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> Pack a bag for yourself, dad. Yeah, seriously. Right. You got to do some prep work. Men, <laughs> men are too lazy when it comes to giving birth. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, there. I've seen dads bring whole PlayStation sets to the hospital. Oh, they set everything up. I had someone the other day walk out with a whole big TV out of their hands covered in a blanket. They brought their own TV. That's hilarious. They're there for two days. Just brought their own Roku TV. Gotta get your gaming in. Yeah, it's yeah. serious. Well, yours, your Sawyer was born during Masters, so you, oh yeah, I was watching the golf. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, what are you doing? Especially for the moms, I want to watch my Netflix and things like mm -hmm. that when there's for nothing sure. else on TV. Law and Order is always on TV. What are you into right now Yikes. on Netflix? 
Oh, so many different things. I'm a big Bravo girl, so yeah, I love yeah, Bravo. Love it. What is that? Are Say you yes a- to the dress? <gasps> no, that's like TLC. Bravo's like reality TV. Yeah, it's like Southern Charm and like Vanderpump uh, Rules. You, you love Vanderpump. I love Vanderpump. I do too. I, I don't know what I'm doing in this <laughs> room right now because you guys are speaking a different language. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's just reality TV, you know, the real housewives. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of fallen off of them a little bit. But yeah, no, love me some Real Housewives. I'm under a holiday. Are you into those murder shows though too? Yes, I yes. feel like you're into like the dark stuff. Yes, yes. You know, I've I saw a thing that it was a red flag for women to like um to wake up and like watch like watch the murder stuff and listen to murder podcasts. Yes, like I guess I'm a walking red flag. Uh, it's wa- wait, what do you mean wake up? Like you listen to that? In like the wake up like in the morning. There's a they like to a podcast. Yeah, like maybe some like murder stories. Yeah, killers. like play something. Yeah, you better watch out. That is, I hate to tell you, but that is a red, red flag. flag. No, I mean there's like a girl on. YouTube who does her makeup and just talks about like scary stories and things like that. I mean, just listen to, I don't like wake up at six in the morning and like listen to what I can't wait to hear my murder podcast. (laughs) It's just crazy because it's like you got to, do you, so when you lay in bed at night where you're like, do you think about what you're listened to earlier in the day of like, Oh, this Sometimes. is how a guy can come in here and just. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. That's why I always say I will never live in the woods because no one will hear my screams. I have to be in a neighborhood. Yep. Or an apartment. You have weapons? Tell me you're like prepping. I don't. There's no prepping. You don't have a knife next to the bed, a bat or anything? (laughs) These fists. I might get my butt beat, but. (laughs) I feel like I was always told they'll return me because I talk too much. So. (laughs) (laughs) I just. That's it. That's it. Like, oh, God, I'm not going to do this. Oh, God, pick the wrong one. (laughs) I just saw this. When I was at the gym and they had on the TV, there's a new bachelor. At or no, bachelor, golden, the gold champions, golden There's, bachelor. Yes, oh, you yes. guys already know all this. Yeah. Of course, I'm, I'm weeks behind on it. That's going to be an interesting show. It will be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I don't know the age range of the women. That's what I was kind of thinking. I think he's sixty something. Yeah, and he's like I, older. What I was thinking is, do they throw in like a twenty year old here or there? I, that would do just some to drama. Up, I mean, right? I'm sure he'd like that. I, that's what I'm wondering. It's like, what was the age range he wrote down? Yeah. He's like 20 to 70. <laughs> Just see what he can get. Moms and dogs. Throw it, throw it out there. Got to shoot your shot. You never know. Yeah, I gotta, I'm excited to watch that. So, so tell us, kind of in closing, tell us how people get a hold of you, what that looks like. What your in, insta if yeah. you want people to follow your Instagram, any of that stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, you can follow me, Zoe.Ray, Z-O-E. R-A-I. Um, the Latch RN is who I currently work for with a newborn night nurse where I kind of, yeah, I kind of come in and um, help moms with breastfeeding throughout the night. Or if that's not really what you want and you want a full night's rest, I'm there to watch the baby and do whatever I need to do so you can get that. Um, but the Latch RN through Emily Middleton um, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think there are other companies around the Columbia area, but to reach on who to reach out to your pediatrician, again, those mom resource groups on Facebook or whatever social media is you use. Um, maybe local gyms even, like other moms that you see in workout classes. I feel like workout classes are kind of big now. And so yeah. like, Good spot. You got to make friends when you Yeah, make friends, kind of ask around, see what's out there. Um, Call maybe a hospital and see maybe if they can point you in a direction of any companies that they might know or if you can get in touch with a lactation consultant at the hospital. Um, Just talk. And the cool thing about having a lactation consultant, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. is 
they listen to what you want yes. and then they help you on your journey to do what you yeah. want. Yes, we ask versus, you. Yeah. Versus say your mother-in-law <clears throat> who has their own opinion of how you should be doing it, which could be very different from your own opinion. Exactly, of how you should be doing it. exactly. And family opinions always play a big role into things. And our goal as a lactation consultant is what is your goal as a mother and a baby? What is you? What are you guys wanting to do together? Because I mean, the baby also does play a role in it. I mean, they don't necessarily can't talk. The sure as heck can cry. Mm -hmm. So they can also play a role into it also of when they want to stop or when they want more and things like that. So, And and if they want to meet with you, so let's say that somebody's 34 weeks or 38 weeks or they just had a baby and they want to meet with you, what is is the first appointment over the phone? Is it a 30-minute meeting? How does that look? Um, It kind of just depends. Um, I personally don't see clients like by myself, um, but depending on what company you go through, I feel like usually reaching out through their social media or an email kind Mm -hmm. kind of, again, going back to the pre-educating yourself when you are pregnant, going through those things and maybe reaching out early to see if there is availability, if they're busy or whatever. But definitely reach out. There's probably, I feel like there's lactation consultants, I hope, in every city that can help. Right. <laughs> what do you like to do for fun in Columbia? What, what's your go-to? Uh... I love the river walk. I love going around, walking the, around, looking at all the big houses. Um, dreaming. You have to manifest, That's right. ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is why it's dangerous to listen to too many mm-hmm. murder podcasts. <laughs> there's a lot of serial killers down there. No, I learn how to escape them and, yeah, like, what not to do. Like, there's a girl who, like, escaped. There was a, I think it was a movie, and she would lay her hair in like different trees and so they can catch the DNA and she like flipped a shoe off and things like that. Yes. Are you doing that right now? You go for a walk and I just put put my DNA everywhere. Y'all better watch out. Again, I said they'll return me. All I got to do is open my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's good. Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for being on here. Everyone go check her out. We're here for the health of it. For the health of it.